This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Mansfield Town's epic comeback on Boxing Day left the Stags fans wanting more. Covid postponements at Harrogate and Rochdale mean the Stags fans have had to wait until this coming Saturday when it's FA Cup action as promotion-chasing Championship Middlesbrough come to Wonkor Stadium, looking to extend their 10-game unbeaten run. But the Stags are on a run of their own, 10 wins in the last 11 games. What will happen as these two informed teams collide with a place in Round 4 at stake? The January transfer window is open. The Stags have made one sale and brought one back but they're yet to make the signing that everybody wants to see happen. That's the signing of John Joe O'Toole. Will it happen before Saturday? Will the Stags have their key man available for the Cup Clash? And can they continue their epic run? As always, we want you guys to have your say on your team in the live feed. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. We'll talk transfers, we'll talk FA Cup previews, we'll talk potential incomings and outgoings, plus we'll hear from the Stags boss, Nigel Clough. This is the only place for Stags fans to have their say on their team. It's 2022, a brand new year, the same old podcast. That's right, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast, episode 24 of series 5. I've got a fever. No, not that one. everybody and welcome to 2022 the Mansfield Matters podcast is still with you yes despite it being a new year somebody's resolution was to never 
ever see this podcast broadcast again. Well, unlucky that resolution is broken. But can Mansfield Town continue their New Year's resolution? That being to continue their epic run. Talking about all things transfers, all things FA Cup and much, much more in between with me tonight, we have got... The two elitist members of the Mansfield Matters podcast panel. Yes, that's right. The two who bothered to turn up on time. Everybody say good evening to Clive Parkin. Good evening. And good evening to the super sub who really needs to change that, that banner now. He's a fully paid up member of the squad. It's the voice of the Stags. It's Alan Wilson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Clive. Good evening, everybody. Uh, Alan Wilson tonight, brought to you by Fixident, putting those teeth back in. Uh, there we go. Hope that you've had a, both had a, a fantastic Christmas and a, and a great New Year's break um, as well. Nathan will be joining us in a little bit as well. He'll pop onto the stream later on. But let's dive straight in, uh, Clive. It says, Clive, back from the dead. But can Mansfield Town um, give you something to feel even more alive about on Saturday. Are you are you looking forward to the fact it's an FA Cup tie, or are you looking forward to the fact that it's just after postponement after postponement, just another game? We want to see football being played, and it's good for the team to play regularly. So, so uh, it, yes, that's more important than the the, uh, the the fact that it's an FA Cup round. The thing I would say though is, from an FA Cup perspective, it's. Uh, I'd like us to get through to round four, but I wouldn't lose too much sleep if we didn't either. At this moment in our season, I'd very much like to see us continuing to bang points in the in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, it's uh, one of those where uh, where Alan, it, it's one of those where it's just about focus, isn't it? It's not about the opposition. It's just about getting back and getting going again. Because to be fair, you know, we had concerns before the Boxing Day game that the postponement uh, between the Salford game and the Boxing Day game might sort of hinder us a little bit that game at Forest Green being off and we were right for it for to a degree because we it was a, a slow and, and sluggish start and we ended up being two goals behind it it was yeah a sluggish start but I do believe if you go back on the podcast both myself and you Craig said they wouldn't have problems and we would come out winners in the end which is what happened Exactly. It's not about how you start. It's all about how you finish. Yeah. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Um, Alan is uh, a, a man of many media talents tonight. You've just been on uh, BBC Radio Nottingham, haven't you? Um, tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, what you were what you were on uh, BBC Nottingham for. It was Jake Garner, who was Mansfield Town correspondent for Radio Nottingham, and he just he was doing it. He thought he'd do a special on stadium announcers, and there was myself on Andy Stokes, who was the new announcer for Notts County. And uh, the gentleman from Wembley. Oh, there you go. So, uh, man of many talents, man of many media voices. If you have any more appearances on this podcast, you're going to start um, sending us an invoice. Um, Craig says, evening, guys. Happy New Year to you all. Roll on Saturday lunchtime. Field mill rocking. Yeah, over 6,500 going to be in the stadium uh, on Saturday, Clive. And potentially, by the time Saturday comes, it might even be seven, seven plus. Yeah, I'd be disappointed at this stage if it wasn't starting with a seven, because I think the last thing I saw, the club declared 6,600 sold, so, and there are days left, so I'd, I'd be disappointed. Um, and certainly looking at the social media, there are people fishing around for tickets at the moment, so it'd be, it'd be a good atmosphere, and uh, they'll bring, well, they're filling the away end, so they'll bring plenty of clout with them. 
Yeah, the, the uh, you know it's an early kickoff because it's going to be on TV uh, abroad, so twelve fifteen uh, kickoff for that one. But just important to get back into the ground, isn't it? Again and start watching us play football because it's going to be a really entertaining game, Clive. Because it is two informed teams. Like I said in the intro, Middlesbrough unbeaten in the last ten, um, Stags with ten wins out of their last eleven. I know it's crazy, isn't it? Um, and both teams have uh, have gathered this momentum fairly recently. I mean, we, our situation is well understood. But of course, change of management at Middlesbrough really was the catalyst for this improved form. Um, and I've watched them on television and they look a good side. You never know what quite what they're going to do, though, Alan, when it comes to the FA Cup, because you know that you know Chris Wilder's main priority is going to be getting them promotion from, from the championship. And, you know, if that means resting one or two legs... Um, you know, that are key players in, in, in the league that might actually pay to our favour a little bit. Plus, another good point, it has to be finished on the day. Yeah, I've noticed that because the third and fourth round, you know, it's no uh, replays or anything. It's on the day, like you say. But I'd, I've just got a funny feeling that uh, he won't change the side too much. I've got a funny thing. I think he'll want to go a bit like Cluffy. You know, we're doing well in the league. Let's keep the momentum going and a good cut run doesn't harm that at all. You know, it enhances it, in my opinion. So, I think I've just got a feeling that it won't rest too many players. It'll go with a decent team. Nick in the comments says, looking at the forecast for Saturday, at least we'll be able to see the game, not like Boxing Day. I don't think I've managed to ask you this since uh, since Boxing Day, Alan. Could you see anything over on that far side? Would you, would you, if a goal had gone in, would you have struggled? Because I couldn't, from, I couldn't. from above you, I couldn't see a thing. I couldn't tell you who scored the third goal. It was uh, Kieran, who you know, son-in-law, who puts yeah. the music and stuff on. He said it was definitely Maris. Yeah, I couldn't see a thing, Craig. To be honest, not for the third goal. I'd got an idea when Barry scored, but uh, for uh, Maris's goal, couldn't see a thing. Oh, it's one of those, mate, where honestly, it's so, so, so bad um, from from upstairs. Upstairs, it was. Did you know, see the? Uh... The podcast from the uh, Hartlepool fan. Yeah, there was lots of shots from the North Stand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they were they were they were quite well, they were quite gleeful at being two 0 up, and and, and uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden they heard the crowd noise and there was a goal. I mean, thank, all, thank, oh, thank, oh, bugger, they've scored. And then a few minutes later, another crowd noise. Oh, sugar, they've scored again. <laughs> thank God for the crowd noise, though, because those poor, poor lads could have gone home and, and gone, oh, well, yeah, we won that 2 0. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. I have to say that the, their fans were, were spot on. They uh, were. I think, I think yeah. they deserve a better side because, to be quite honest, the Hartlepool team was a poor team. Um, and on any other day, Without the fog, without the fact that we were short of key players and we couldn't even fill the bench, we'd have, we'd have spanked them. Yeah. You raise a good yeah, point there, Clive, that. as well. You, you say, you know, mentioned key players and that's going to be another worry going into Saturday, Alan, because obviously Harrogate was off because we had COVID cases in the camp. Rochdale was off because they had COVID cases in the camp. Nigel Clough was asked this week what the latest was. It looks like we'll have the, those who were missing... Um, from the Boxing Day game. It looks like we'll have those back, but there are perhaps one or two who were uh, maybe missing through uh, through COVID, which is a bit of a worry, especially when we don't know who they are. It, it makes that, it very difficult for Nigel Clough, doesn't it, to try and pick and get settled and prepare. 
It does, but he was very cagey in his interview, if you noticed, that he didn't say who they were for obvious reasons, I thought. Indeed. You know, he just said there was a couple missing, a couple's gone down today, but he was hoping to get Quinny and, you know, the Lapsley and the others back, which is a good sign, you know, depending on, I suppose, whoever it is, it can't be out, and we're just going to play with the 11 that he puts out, you know, and hopefully fulfil a little bit better bench. That's it. Well, let's uh, bring in let's bring in another opinion that of uh, Mr. Nathan Edge, who has just joined us. Good evening, Happy New Year! Welcome to twenty twenty two. Still not evening. sorting back drop out. No, uh, one year <laughs> to about twenty three. It's coming. Uh, yeah, evening, evening everyone. Apologies for my tardiness, but uh, back in the child, Nathan. it's never easy. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, you know that's very. I mean, I don't know why you were bathing Cam, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll leave that one out of the podcast. Uh, we're just talking about um, Boxing Day and having uh, looking ahead to, to Saturday, Nathan, having those uh, key players back. Um, Mr. Wilson was just saying there, as you probably heard, uh, about Nigel Clough being quite coy and cagey with uh, the names who may or may not be uh, uh, be missing um, on Saturday. Are there any names which? Um, if Nigel Clough were to say, yeah, this person's got COVID, this person will be ruled out, other than, uh, you know, those who are missing on Boxing Day, that you'd be uh, be worried and be thinking, oh, Christ, we need to, we're going to struggle there. Yes, his namesake. Yeah, this is Bishop. One name. Na- namesake? I was thinking, oh, my namesake. Yeah, I thought you meant yeah. Nigel Clough. Yeah, my, yeah, my namesake, <laughs> uh, Nathan Bishop. Um, I'd be very, 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 very... Very, very, very concerned if he was uh, was going to be missing. Any others that you want to throw into the mix? Um, I mean, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because like you say, if we if he did say about Quinn, Charlesley, and Lapsley coming back, well, that that then bolsters that midfielder mid, midfield area which we were short on uh, in the in the last against Hartlepool, which is very you know, well, I would say short on, but you know, we we obviously had to throw Jason Law in who hasn't started in a long time, so. Um, that's usually our sort of strongest position. So with them coming back, it's not may not be the end of the world if we lose one or two again from that position. It's more of a concern if we, you know, if we do lose another from up top and again, obviously defensive wise, if we lose Elliot Hewitt, for example, on that right hand side, we've obviously we've got O'Keefe as a possible option, but we are very short on options out there. We might oh, need would to O'Keefe check. Be cup cut, cup yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you've, you've you've beat me to it. I think we might need to check see if O'Keefe played for. For Rochdale, let's talk about O'Keefe. Seeing as he, his his name has popped up, he's been recalled or his loan has finished at uh, Rochdale, where he had an excellent spell. They want to sign him. There are a few clubs in for him. Um, a few people, um, Clive, sort of suggesting that he might get a run. Personally, I don't see it. He's been brought back because for me because the money that we wanted for him perhaps hasn't been put on the table. So we brought him back to, to force their hand. Like Mr. Menayese, I don't see him uh, wearing a stag shirt again. No, I think you're right. He didn't figure in Clough's plans when they sent him out on loan. I don't think anything's really changed in that respect. He's had a good term out in, in, uh, in mm-hmm. Scotland and I think that may have tempered uh, Mr. Clough's view of him slightly. But at the same time, I think bringing him back as just to designed to drive the price a little bit. I, I would imagine he'll be going somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, I think like uh, like Clough said, Alan, in, in his press conference, he's a wing-back. And unless we're going to place three centre-halves every week, he, he's, he's pretty much not going to play. So the only sort of thing which might go in his favour is the Kel Gordon situation. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Craig. Uh, I just think it'd be good to have in the squad. 
you know, f- uh, for the time being anyway, irrespective whether he plays him or not, because he's, he's an experienced pro, or, you know, I know he's a young age, but, I mean, he's had plenty of games behind him, hasn't he? So, I just think it'd be it'd be good even just sat on bench. But I agree with what you said earlier, that uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll be uh, staying long if he stays. Yeah, what do you make of the situation, Nath? Because I think we all on this panel want to see want to see him in a stag shirt and want to see him given his opportunity. But it's clear, pretty much for all to see, that he didn't get his chance under Clough last year. He, he's not in his plans. He only featured in pre-season games for us, out of position in midfield when other players weren't available. So it's very much he's way down the pecking order, even with with injuries. I think he'd probably look to to bring back. Um, you know, your James Clarks rather than than play O'Keefe for for whatever reason that may be. Yeah, well, I think it's clear that Corey O'Keefe doesn't like Bobby the dog, isn't it? It's his, his he's a cat person, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, from from our point of view as a fans, you know, I think what we've seen of him, you know, in the in the short time, I guess that in the early stages under Graham Coughlin, he was one of our better players. So. Uh, and obviously he's gone to Rochdale this year and is again not done his reputation any harm and his performance has done there. So from our point of view, you know, most of us um would, would like to see what he can do. Um but I you know the issue is is it's clearly not in favour with the uh with, with the management team and, and I also think it may be a, a bit down to the system that we play as well. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, Cliff was saying um how he was potentially signed as a sort of a wing back rather than what we necessarily need him for at this stage. So, you know, reading between the lines a little bit, it's kind of saying, it's probably maybe a nicer way of saying he doesn't want him, but he's basically saying he's not really going to fit into our current system. So, which, you know, like I say, reading between the lines is he doesn't like cats. Yeah, I'd probably go along with that, Clive, to, to some degree, Sorry, like or, 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 joking, or joking aside, because, you know, we are... Well, we have been playing in the last sort of 10 games or so, in albeit in bits and bobs, we have been playing the system which actually would suit O'Keefe, but for, for whatever reason, it just probably won't transpire. Let's be fair. If all of our players that we currently are using are available, we don't need O'Keefe. We've been playing perfectly well with what we've got. I think um, Alan's point, it would be nice to have him on the bench, if nothing else. Numbers, to, yeah. To bolster the numbers, because if nothing else shone out of the fog on Boxing Day, it was the fact we'd only got two and a half people on the bench. Yeah, that is that is, that is is very true. That's uh, certainly something um, to uh, to take into contention. I think uh, another th- another point would be um, how many we, we look to bring in. We'll touch upon that I- in a second because there is another other bit of business uh, this week, Alan, and that's uh, that we've uh, let Roland Menayese go uh, on a permanent now to, to Warsaw for an undisclosed fee. Again, another player similar to O'Keefe who, for whatever reason, didn't get a look in on, under Clough too much and um, he wasn't fancied by Clough and the management team, was shipped out last season um, on loan, was, was the same again. Um, this season, but we've got money in for him and potentially freed up um, some wages, although depending on what the, the situation was, I know some people are saying, well, give what many essay was on to, to O'Toole, who I'm sure we'll talk about, but the, you know, we don't know whether we were actually paying his wages this season or not. The loan agreement may well have been that Warsaw paid everything for him. Yeah, I was sad to see him go, to be honest, because I like the youth. I always thought he gave 100%. And when he got the chance for that game at Cambridge away, when we won, he was was outstanding. And I just think, you know, it's just another one of those similar uh, 
to uh, O'Keefe. It's not really being given much of a chance. But there again, like Clive says, when you've got your full team members playing well and fit, you know, what do you have got in anyway? So yeah, it's it... probably surplus to requirements and, you know, good luck to lad. And the important thing, Nafe, is the fact that we have cashed in on him. We have got some some money for him. We've recouped our, our losses, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, got a bit of money to either bolster the books, balance the books, or to put into the transfer fund. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, when it's an undisclosed fee. Um, it could be 20 quid, couldn't it? You don't well, know. Well, yeah, I mean, it can, it can actually be nothing. You know, I remember I listened to a, to, to, a, to another podcast a while, a while back who would speak to a, um, a chairman of a club and it's, it has been known that sometimes clubs do put undisclosed fee even when it's nothing because it's sometimes yeah. uh, again kind of if better for the fan you know for us as fans we think we've got something there's, you know there's all sorts of yeah. reasons it makes more so like they've got money there's all sorts of different reasons but let's just hope that you know that's that's probably quite rare let's hope we have actually got something but for it's, him. it's quite funny because I've got a I've got a prime example Luke O'Neill who was uh, on loan with us of course in the yeah. playoff that year under Coxie was playing with Coxie briefly at Kettering and has just uh, joined a league two club I can't remember who it is I think it might Evening. be Stevenage yeah. and yeah. I think EFL World or something on Twitter tweeted Stevenage have signed Luke defender Luke O'Neill from Kettering for an undisclosed fee he replied to it putting I was a free agent. That says a lot about that page, to be fair. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Was, was it, uh, that wasn't reporting us for the buy someone fat 750k the other week. So it's just, that's a load of rubbish, isn't it? But yeah, well, yeah wasn't I mean, there, wasn't there a player in Mosley or somewhere in one of those northwestern <laughs> clubs this season who was transferred and the fee was four wheels and tires? Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, we, we all know what Paul Cox got after that. Exactly. Game, so you never, you never know these days in football. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. More to the point, undisclosed fee. We don't know how much, but hopefully we have got a bit back for him. But most importantly, you know, maybe we haven't been paying wages this this season. But we we were under. He was under contract. He was due to pay for the rest of the season unless we got another loan move for him. So you know that's dealt with, isn't it? We know where we are now. There's there's no ifs and buts about it. He's now off the off the uh, off the wage list, and we can now look at hopefully handing a bit more to John Gerald Tool or finding somebody else. Yeah, uh, just to clear up one little point, those wondering if O'Keefe would be available for Saturday, uh, the answer is no. He scored uh, the only goal in a one 0 win against Notts County in the uh, FA Cup first round. Get rid of him. So out you go. (laughs) Off you go on your on your bike. So that's uh, that's when we weren't available. But of course, he'll be available for. The league fixtures should Nigel Clough wish to use him if we haven't found another club for him. Uh, well, we're 22 minutes in and we haven't mentioned uh, the, the main question. And that is, uh, Nathan, explain your name this week. I forgot. Oh, I think the only one, JJ, haven't I? Um, well, it's quite self-explanatory, isn't it? And it's uh, one that, a question we're all pondering, is he going to sign or is he going to not? But uh, for me, hmm. I bloody well hope he does. Yes. So the situation at the minute is, I believe he is now out of contract um, and we are, there's an offer on the table, but there are offers from other clubs, uh, better offers as well, which has been publicly stated, uh, which O'Toole um, is considering. When I spoke to O'Toole um, after the Boxing Day game, he openly admitted there were other op- off- offers on the table um, and that he has to think about him, his family uh, and, and do the right thing, which, you know, you can't blame him for whatsoever. But if I were the Mansfield Town recruitment team within a certain limit, I wouldn't go OTT crazy. But one thing I would be doing, Alan, is doing my utmost. If he wants an extra Mars bar, going to find an extra bloody Mars bar. 
I'd get I'd give him the king size, <laughs> not a problem, or a packet of four, whatever. But I just, well, it, it's a hard one for me because I think he should show a little bit of loyalty. I understand the wages and what he's got to do with the rest of his career, blah, 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 blah. I understand all that. But loyalty goes a long way. We are the ones that gave him a chance. Okay, he's performed and he's performed admirably. But why can't he carry on doing that? Because then if he gets Mansfield up to the higher echelons of League 2, you know, in the first three bracket, he's going to be a League 1 player anyway. 33 years of age, um, so a couple of years older than me, in a position where he's technically not got a job. He's been unemployed for six months or so before he signed a short-term deal for us. Back end of his footballing career, Nath, if you were in his position, would you be taking away You know your thoughts about Mansfield and, and the fact that Mansfield matters, taking that away? Mm-hmm. You're in his position. You're 33 years old. You've got a family. You've been out of work for six months. There's offers on the table offering you longer contracts and more money. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a hard question because obviously, like you say, we, 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 we look for it through yellow tinted glasses, don't we? So, But if you try and put that to, to one side, you know, we, we I agree with Alan that, you know, from, from our point of view, you'd love to see some loyalty, but we know that's not really a thing in football and especially from players. You know, he's not a, he's not a Mansfield Town supporter. However, we did give him a chance, but then you could say, you could argue he's, he's paid that back in the time he's been here and if, if we if we believed him a bit more, we maybe we should have given him a deal to the end of the season anyway. So you've got a bit of an argument there, and the fact that you know he is towards the end of the career, if he has got an opportunity to maybe have one 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 more go a bit higher up, and maybe get a bit more money, it's really you know from his point of view, it's his last chance to do that, isn't it? So you know, as much as uh, I'd be massively disappointed, if you're going to be really realistic from a personal level, you can kind of understand it if he does have a better offer out there if he does go and take it. Does anybody anybody know where where he actually lives? Sorry, Craig. Does anybody, you know, is travelling? Yeah, I I do. I know where he lives. He lives in his house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I really hope he got to travel, you know, whether that made any difference depending on what club comes in for it. Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously he was training with Stevenage, wasn't he? Um, Yeah. And, you know, I think what maybe wanted to sign there. Can't really find anything um, on online for him. I'm just looking on his Wikipedia page, which could be absolute crap anyway. But yeah. um, I would imagine sort of North, North Ants way because he was at Northampton for a long time. Yeah. Um, obviously at Burton as well for, you know, a couple of years. So I would it's imagine... Like coming to the equation, you know, depending yeah. on what club it is. Well, it is, you know, that's an interesting point. I mean, let's bring Clive in on this. I've been, been in a situ- similar situation, you know, recently over Christmas. Those of you who follow me personally will know that I've just moved jobs um, for exactly similar reasons to what O'Toole might be com- contemplating. This what, travel, coming to the end of your career, Craig? Coming to the end of my career already, yeah. Um, this, this travel, there's... Um, uh, there's obviously the travel situation there's wages and and you know salary that sort of thing to uh, and future what you've got to take into consideration but I don't know it, it, it's a difficult one isn't it because I think we'd like to the loyalty thing does does go a long way but listen listen let's just put this to bed there is no loyalty in football where players are concerned yeah. and that, that's a generalization there are going to be exceptions to the rule I accept that but generally speaking, we play, we employ journeymen footballers that are dancing around the nether regions of the professional 
levels of football to earn as much as they can for as long as they can. And the only loyalty this man's got is to himself and his family. I don't blame him for that. Now, Alan's picked up on a point, which is a valid one. Is he going to, all things being equal, would he rather play at a club that's closer to home? I think, of course, he would. And Craig, you can allude to that. Equally, does he want to play for a team that plays at a higher level? Not sure that matters a great deal at this stage in his career. Mm. Does he want to play in midfield? And we've not really allowed him to do that. If someone that offered him that, would, would that be an attraction to him? Now, there's the point. Line, I'm, I'm... It's about money and the length of a contract. And I have to think if we'd have offered him an 18 month contract on sensible money, we'd have been with a shout. Yeah, I think we might have missed. I think we might have missed a trick when we uh, we first signed him. I know it was a risk, obviously, because he'd been out of contract. But the reports we had in him, he looked fit, he looked athletic, he didn't look out of place at all. We should have got a deal done sooner. Should have perhaps put an eighteen monther on the line for him. Maybe we, uh, you know, a, a short term deal till January with a an optional extension written into that. But I want to come back to a point, uh, Alan, which Clive has just made there. Where does he want to play? Now, he said something to me, which I took as a throwaway comment at the time in the interview, which I did with him on Boxing Day, um, which you can find on uh, on our social media pages if you want to go and uh, go and find that. Where he, I asked him the question about where he enjoys playing. And he said, in my head, I want to play midfield. And probably, I mean, I'm sure somebody will be able to, you know, get the absolute facts on that uh, on positionally wise. But probably out of the games which he's played for us, he's only maybe played twice in midfield. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And if that's where he prefers to play, that's fair enough. But when Nigel brought him in, I would imagine it, it was understood that, you know, it would play wherever needed, which he has done and performed admirably. And like Roy says in the uh, comments, that uh, it will be cup-tied for the FA Cup anyway. I know, obviously, he'll be going on to the league games after that. If we whether we progress or not, but uh, you know, I just well, <laughs> I'm I'm torn because I just I believe in loyalty and I can understand what Clive says and he said there isn't any you know apart from the odd one or two, but give and take, Craig, give and take, and I think he I think he should stay, he should see the season out, and then it might be in for his best interest because then some. More cash could be on the table if we get up to the League One status. The annoying thing, Nath, is it needs to be done sooner rather than later. We can probably cope without him for the FA Cup game, although it would be um, a loss. But when these league fixtures set in, we need to be we need to be a little bit more ruthless because one thing I can see happening here is us sort of going, yeah, it, it's being talked about, it's being discussed, it's being discussed. For weeks upon weeks and weeks, and then before you know it, it's, de- it's January. De- it's January window deadline day. O'Toole gets snapped up by a League One club. Mm. We're left scraping the barrel and getting some some half-arsed defender, young defender. No disrespect to young defenders on loan from a Championship or Premier League club that's a barely played five games uh, in the career, who has been shipped out on loan last minute that we've not uh, not seen and maybe carrying an injury because we've not done due diligence on that. Due diligence we'll certainly on be carrying an injury. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> I think that's a prerequisite. <laughs> 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 um, I, was, I like you read my mind, actually, Craig. So I was actually sat there the other day thinking, exactly, I think it was when I was watching uh, Clough's interview uh, midweek, actually, about um, how 
you know, probably not expecting any movement sort of this week or anything. You know, yes, it's early on, but I really don't want it to go down to the wire like it did. You know, it it did in the summer and it did in last January because you know you could argue mm. when that's happened, it's not really fared very well for us, has it? So um, this is kind of an, again another one of the things that I really hope they can get get uh, sorted out one way or another, even if it's not the outcome we necessarily want. Um, get it sorted out one way or another, so then we can move on to to plan plan B rather than leave it too late and have to hit plan Z again and 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 mess up this good bit of form that we're in at the minute. Like we say that the FA Cup game, I mean, it, it wouldn't be cup tied as such, would it, if we do get him signed? But uh, so he would be able to play. So he's played in yeah, he played for us. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't um, matter. so so he can play if we get him get him signed and such, but. If he's not available, a cup game, you know, if, if we lose, it, we're expected to you know, lose. We are the underdogs, but it's, that's not be all and end all. But what matters is the rest of the season. Um, and it'd be really shame to see us sort of derailed if uh, if we have another bad January transfer window. Uh, Richard in the comments says, I'd give O'Toole a signing on bonus and break any pay structure. Nick adds, we need to do what Bolton did this time last year and splash a bit of cash on better players and go for automatic promotion. Yeah, we'll come to uh, other signings a little bit later on. I know somebody asked the question earlier on uh, what positions we'd like to strengthen on. Nick also asks, at least you went to a better club, Craig. Not like that son of mine. Yeah, where is Cam tonight? Um, probably watching Hollyoaks again. Uh, JJ should take care of his family as a... F- uh, uh, JJ should take care of his family as a footballer's career is short. Yeah, it's a difficult one, as we say, um, uh, to ponder. Let's talk about another fact, though, um, on uh, uh, on John Joe O'Toole, Alan, and that's the fact that since he's come in, our upturn in form has, uh, you know, been there for all to see. He's a big part of how we play. And if we were to lose him, which, to be honest, if I'm laying my cards on the line, I think we've, there's more of a chance of us losing him than him staying at this point. Um, it's going to be a big blow and something which Nigel Clough and his recruitment team are going to have to sort sharp. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Craig. Definitely, 100%. But uh, as, as regards what is playing in the team, Mr O'Toole, I think he's, he's enjoying his football. And I think that should be a big thing as well. I can understand, like Nick says, like Clive says, everybody else, I understand what he's got to do for his family. I'd be the same. You know, somebody offered me two grand a week more for emptying bins that's that just a bit further away. I'd probably take it because I've got an electric bike. <laughs> 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 but the thing the point I've tried to make is it's all right for O'Toole. We don't know what the stumbling block is, do we? We don't know whether it's the length of contract. We don't know whether it's wages. We just don't know. We don't know. Nigel's trying his best to sign the player. Now, we don't know what the stumbling block is. If that can be sorted, irrespective whether he plays Saturday or not, I don't think it'll interfere with us too much because we've got other players that can play in his place, although he has done really well. Last question on the old two situation for now, because I'm sure it's going to crop up again between now and the end of January. Um, And I want a short answer from all of you. I'll start with Clive, then Nathan, then finish on uh, on you, Alan. Uh, And that is, quite simply, how long do you give it? What is the cutoff date for you to say, right, you're signing or you're not signing and we move on? Clive. Middle of next week. Nathan. 14th of January. Very specific. Alan? Tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Nice and simple. Get it done. Get it sorted. Get the pens at the ready. And then it can play Saturday. 
Well, yeah, I suppose there's some logic in that, to be fair. There is some logic in get that. Get him signed up. Yeah, get him signed up, get it done. Get them Mars bars out and get him uh, get it over the line. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk We're gonna talk transfers a little bit more uh, very, very <laughs> soon indeed. Plus, we'll uh, also, uh, again, finish on looking ahead uh, to Middlesbrough. First, though, it's time to delve into the dressing room and hear from the Stags boss, Nigel Clough, who has seen the last two games postponed due to COVID, the trip to Harrogate and the trip to Rochdale, both off because of uh, COVID in various different camps. And the Stags, of course, on Boxing Day were also contending uh, with COVID. There's been restrictions. There's been changes to the way things are done. Let's get the latest from Nigel Clough on that little bit of fever, which is not the FA Cup fever. You know the one I'm talking about. Here's Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. Coming back at various stages this week uh, and at different levels of fitness in terms of how they're feeling and how much they can do. Uh, so it's going to be very much uh, see how it goes for the rest of the week. Uh, we've had a couple more cases uh, already this week, so they'll be missing for Saturday. And hopefully, uh, <laughs> I don't think there's too many left uh, who've not had it now. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, I know Rochdale called the game off Saturday. I think we would have been struggling as well to get a team out. Uh, I mean, we played Salford on the 11th and then we played Boxing Day. And now uh, the next game, hopefully, is going to be the 8th. So it's one in about four weeks. Uh, so that's not ideal uh, because it means you've got to fit them in somewhere. It means January and February uh, are looking quite busy. Um, and I think it's been sensible. Although I don't necessarily agree with it, it's the sensible thing to, uh, to abolish the replays uh, in the third and fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, so at least we, we, we're not faced with that extra game uh, but there's going to be a few games to fit in and that's without any postponements for the weather or for the further postponements because of Covid or injuries. They're all back in training uh, which is good. Uh, we've organised a, a friendly uh, for Tuesday morning uh, against Derby under 23s uh, where every, people will play varying amounts of time depending on how they feel and that's one of the reasons we've arranged it to try and have a gauge uh, of what they can do and what stage they're at because it, I think the illness affects everybody differently and uh, some have really struggled with it some have had no symptoms at all and have come straight back into training um, with no reaction so we're just going to monitor them and see how they feel. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. You can watch more from Clough and from uh, from George Maris at mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. The Stags, of course, at home to uh, Middlesbrough on Saturday in the FA Cup. And then, as Nigel Clough mentioned, it's a busy, busy month. That postponed game with Forest Green has been rearranged for a very significant date, the 18th of January. If you want to travel with the SSA to that one, departure time from One Core Stadium is 3pm. Uh, if you want to go to Barrow as well on the 22nd, a long, long way up to Barrow, uh, Lake District, 22nd uh, of Jan. Uh, that one departure time from One Core Stadium is 8 a.m. £15 for Amber members, £20 for Blue members, £25 for non members. To book your seat on the coach, 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597. Or pop in and see the uh, SSA team in Sandys before the game at home to Middlesbrough on Saturday. And please remember 
that uh, the SSA is a volunteer-led organisation. So please bear that in mind when uh, booking your seats and travelling on the bus. And of course, with all the COVID stuff as well, you're responsible for your own health when travelling. 07-967-689-597 for all of the latest. Uh, one point Nigel Clough made in that interview there, Nath, was uh, the, the fact that games are going to be coming uh, thick and fast. As we can see on screen now, there's lots of uh, games penned uh, for January. Of course, uh, the New Year's Day game at Rochdale was off, but then Middlesbrough on uh, on Saturday, uh, 12.15 kickoff uh, for that one. Ignore what's on screen now. Uh, Swindon at home on Tuesday the 11th, Warsaw at home on Saturday the 15th, then that trip to Forest <coughs> Green on the 18th, trip to Barrow on the 22nd, and then uh, the home game with Leighton Orient on the 29th. Uh, and also, you know, there is a free Tuesday in there, and we have got the Rochdale game um, and the Harrogate game at some point to, to slot back in there as well. So uh, there could well be another fixture to uh, be added in there. A busy month where we're going to need as many bodies as physically possible. Yes. Um, it's. Uh, I think it always seems to be quite busy around January, doesn't it? January, February time. You always tend to get a bit of a build-up of, of fixtures. Um, but uh, this is why I... You know, I know we've spoke about it a little bit. This is why the January transfer window is going to be important again. If we've already let a couple of players, well, mayonnaise go out for for, for one, but uh, <laughs> we've we've been pretty short on, you know, on the sub any subs bench, I guess, throughout the year. We've, we've throughout the season already, we've already looked a bit sort of a uh, uh, bit, bit weak on there. Um, and we've all this amount of fixtures coming up and thrown into the mix, you're probably going to still have a few. Covid cases to probably contend with. Nathan, It'll be a very challenging time. Nathan, go on, give it another try. Mayonnaise. No, it's, it's mayonnaise. Go on, do the ladder favour. Yeah, go on, yeah. get it right. <laughs> All right, I'll get it right. Many essay for the one time. Um, well done, yeah. mate. But yeah, we've we've got a lot to contend with, but so a lot of other clubs. But I think that's why we might need a couple of other bodies in. Let's talk other bodies then, Clive. We were asked earlier in the comments about what positions we'd like to see added. I'll ask all three of you again. Clive, I'll start with with, with you. Where do you feel that we need to, to strengthen? O'Toole aside, obviously, you know, that's a separate issue. Let's talk more generally. Where would you like to see the stag strengthen if they do so in the January window? I don't think we're an awful lot missing. I think uh, Clough mentioned at least one, maybe two signings without really about balancing up the ones on the way out I guess a lot depends on whether Johnson's really getting back to fitness because if he's if he's a long-term problem we need a short-term solution and that means get another striker from somewhere um uh, everywhere else I'm not terribly uncomfortable with apart from the JJ uh, hole that would need to be filled if that situation develops Alan Pacey Winger Ooh, and of Interesting one, yeah. The pacey winger, yeah. I'd love to see somebody who can, like you, CJ, and like we've seen Corden, uh, Corden, like we've seen Gordon <laughs> back. before, you know, <laughs> I'd have went Corden back in heartbeat. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Mike, sorry, 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 Alan, who did you who did you say? You, you, you mentioned <laughs> Corden, who did you say? <laughs> who was it? It should have been Gordon, not Corden. No, 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 no. Before that, you mentioned someone else. A pacey, a pacey winger. Yeah, like what's his name? Oh, CJ. <laughs> Alan, if you're going to be the straight man for his tunes, you're going to have to be slicker than this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my my thoughts. 
Take Nathan, it or leave it. Pacey Winger. Nathan, what about you? Um, I'm still a, I'm still a little bit concerned with up top and and defense. Um, if we if we based on the fact that most on the prop balance of probabilities, John Jones will probably will be leaving. We've still got Hawkins back there. Yes, he's doing a job, but then you've lost a player up top. Um, and I'm either Richard Narty or Forrester, one of their play, one of those one of those players. Forrester is his loans expired. Yeah, Forrester's so. loans up, and he is still injured as well. So even if he was, yeah, if he, his no. loan wasn't up, he would be yeah. injured anyway. So and and, and Narty's obviously keeps keeps getting injured. I don't know how how far he is. It so Narty's uh, so Narty just I think on the Narty thing, there's some confusion there. Um, he was back fit, and then he was one one of the those who got COVID. Basically, everybody bar. As I understand it, everybody bar Ollie Clark and Kel Gordon and Danny Johnson that was missing on Boxing Day was a COVID-related missing missingness. But it still doesn't mean. I mean, Nat, if, if only if he's only just returning from injury, and he, yeah, we, we like Clough said, it can affect players differently. I, mm. I just don't think he's going to be one that's going to be ready to be thrown straight back in there. So that's why my concern lies at the defense a little bit again, just because of. Uh, potential loss of loss of numbers, and, and you've also got the fact that if we could find a, a, a more central defender who can cover it right back, I'd be happy because obviously Cal Gordon seems seems a long way away all the time. Hewitt's doing a sterling job, but if he does pick up any knocks, COVID or suspensions, we are you know we're struggling in that area. I think so. You know, obviously, James, James Clark's out on loan. Um, you know, there's there's not many options to, to to put in there. So if we can find somebody that can fit those two positions for me, that would be top of my list at the moment. I have to say, I slightly disagree with Clive a little bit. I think we actually do need to bring some numbers in. I think we, we need, what did you say, Clive? One or two? I'd, I'd settle for two. Yeah. I, I'd be looking at double that. I'd be looking at at least four. Um, well, ain't going to happen, Craig. I know it's not. Um, I know it's not. I always speak hypothetical. One of which I think, you know, you can put down to, to the O'Toole situation, like I said, which is its own situation. So um, I'm really concerned with the Kel Gordon thing like Nathan mentioned. I think every time we talk, seem to talk about him and seem to ask, the question seems to be asked, it's always, always one or two weeks away. Well, that seems like it was about four months away now. He's appeared once in God knows how long and seems to get setback after setback. We're not going to give O'Keefe a chance, I personally don't think. So um, that's not a solution there. So we're still missing, like Nathan says, somebody on that right-hand side. Um, we need... I suppose you could put Lapsley in a, a more defensive right-hand position if you have but to. Losing, and Barry does go there as Barry does go yeah. there as well. But I just and, think and that we... the plus side is against uh, against the, the fog-bound opponents. Jason Law had a cracking game. He did. You know, he did that gives us game. extra strength in the midfield to redeploy people like Lapsley if necessary. Yeah, and you know there are options that you can put in there, but I just don't. I, I just think that we've got a bit more about us. I think we we can add numbers in there to make sure that. We're not in this position like we were on Boxing Day, where we literally had no bench. We we didn't have enough strength there. We need to have a little bit more um, depth. So I'd like to see us add a, a right-sided player, someone who can play right back slash right wing, um, and with with a little bit of pace. We definitely need somebody up top. Reese Oates is a fantastic forward for us. Still coming back to full fitness. Um, Ollie Hawkins can obviously play. Um, you know. Here, there, and here, there, and everywhere as well. Um, 
So he's an option everywhere. I just think we need another one. So like Clive said, I think um, Danny Johnson d- depends when he's going to hit his form as well. So I think we need to add a striker. And then I think you just need somebody that can that can that can cover just a, another experienced body. It's it's not necessarily the position for me. It's going to be that experience. We need that extra little bit of bit of nous in there. I suppose the worrying thing about strikers, if, if recognizing as we we have to that our tall strikers playing in the defence, mm. and that our supposedly most prolific strikers not really found form and has had a lot of injuries, it's put an awful lot of weight onto the remaining striker. And, and I don't, coming, yeah, he's coming off the field knackered. He's given his all, and yeah. And then what have we got to support him on the bench? Well, you've obviously got Sinclair. Not sure where he is at the moment, uh, and Gale, mm. I think. And that's we haven't got that depth of cover, and I think that's probably why we need another striker. Yeah, and Nigel Clough has sort of said in his press conference this week as well that he's looking in January to get those fringe players, those younger fringe players out who will mean by that uh, you can you can just take your guesses personally it, Sinclair I think is a, a fantastic talent we say it every week but for whatever reason hasn't quite hit the, the ground running like we expected him to he might benefit from a move but you can't let him go until we get somebody else in James Gale great young player but again needs some senior football and needs to go out like James Clark um, has and he's doing really really well from what I understand with his loan club. Owen Mason, the young keeper, has gone out on loan to get some experience. You would perhaps expect Jason Law to go out at some point um, as well. So we definitely need to, you know, like alleviate that pressure a little bit. I think there's, there's, for me, there's three steps in football. I don't know what you make of this, Alan, but there's three steps in football. There are those who are senior players who have had two or three seasons experience under the belt at, at league level or the league below. Then you've got your players who are on the fringes of that, but who have had maybe a season there, uh, who are maybe the 21 to 23 bracket. And then you've got the players who are under 21 who are yet to get that experience. And for me, we've got the senior players and we've got the 21s and belows, but we've got a big gap in the middle, which we yeah. haven't got filled and we need to get that filled. And the way to get our players up to that level is to let them go out and loom. But then that leaves a bigger gap. We've got to get that sandwich filled a little bit and, and sort of yeah. fill those breeze blocks. And I'd agree with what well, you said. There's a nice sandwich with breeze blocks in it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I said about the PC winger, but I wouldn't be averse to uh, another striker and another defender or maybe a midfielder, you know, get some bodies in, like you say, and let the youngsters. But I do believe if they're good enough, they're old enough. I mean, Absolutely. look Paul Holland. One, you know, 18-year-old, look how well he did. Yeah, give, give, the, give the youth a chance if they have to. Well, we did last season. It did pay off to a degree. Yeah. So uh, so you never know what might happen. Craig in the comments says, we need to avoid moving our chess pieces into the wrong places just to make a temporary fix. We've got ourselves into a good position in the league and fingers crossed the board will recognise this. Richard says, "Bring uh, definitely bring Cooper back. George Cooper, of course, the young centre-half who yeah. doing really well at Kettering at the moment uh, under Paul Cotton. Um, really well. Maybe um, be nice to see him on the fringes, but it's that balancing, isn't it? You know, you want to yeah. see him do well and get football under his belt. He's t- probably not going to get that in the minute defensively until we lose O'Toole. Um, we're uh, <laughs> we're doing all right. Uh, Richard said that. Surprise. I know. Uh, I agree. We need an experienced 30-ish year old like uh, O'Toole. Uh, and Martin in the comments says on Gordon, Kel Gordon is not back anytime soon, according to Clough. So I fully expect a right back to be signed in January. Yeah, absolutely. There are always irons um, in the fire uh, and things like that. It's uh, just 
when uh, we managed to to see them uh, see them come off really, which is a which is an interesting one. Let's switch our attention back to uh, FA Cup matters then, Nath uh, and Middlesbrough on Saturday at One Call Stadium. Uh, of course, big crowd going to be in there for that one. The last time we played uh, Middlesbrough in the FA Cup, a certain Mickey Bolding got a, a boot to the chest from Robert Hoof. Fond memories of hearing that story yeah. from uh, from Mickey Bolding on Stag Stories a few years ago, Nate. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's good to sort of re- revisit that. And um, yeah, it's quite a memorable game for all sorts of reasons, wasn't it? Obviously, we had the, the balls coming over the, the Bishop Street stand and, and all sorts of other um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm, I missed the la- miss the second round, which I'm still fuming about, even even though that was last year. I uh, should move on, shouldn't I? But um, no, it'd be nice to have one at home for a change. It seems like obviously we had Dagenham, but you wouldn't really really count it. We haven't had a big sort of league tie, at, sorry, a cup tie at home. I think really since Liverpool, have we? So um, I know it's not as big as that, but it's uh, you know it'd be a decent crowd in there. Again, on, you know, with the, with the underdogs. Um, Let's just hope we've got a decent team to select from. We can go and give them a give them a good match. But I know when we drawn them at that point, they necessarily, weren't necessarily on the best of form. But they've <laughs> picked up like uh, you know, like one of since then. So it's, it's going to be a tough game. But um, yeah, I think just let's just go and enjoy it. Hopefully, and let's see if we can cause an upset. Is the magic of the FA Cup still there, Alan? I think so. Yeah, in my opinion, you know, for, a personal opinion, I love the FA Cup. And I can't understand teams when they don't play the proper 11. You know, that's just beyond me, that is. But, yeah, I love the FA Cup. And I'll, I'll give you my prediction now, Craig. It will be 1-1 and Mansfield will win on penalties. OK, quiz, pop quiz question time for you. Let's, uh, let's see whether you, uh, whether you know uh, this one. When did Mansfield Town last win a penalty shootout? Clive. 1887. Nathan. <laughs> this, this was on a quiz not long ago that we've done and I can't remember yes, the answer. Yes, it was. That's why I've asked it. This is the go-to Mansfield Matters question. Everton under 21, don't I? Oh, no, Alan. Come on, save us all. No, I can't. I'm not sure, Craig. That's the you announce it, honest, you should know. That's the honest truth. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't announce it. That's the thing. <laughs> it was uh, actually the last time Mansfield won a penalty shootout was at Slough Town in the FA Cup. Wow. Um, trying to think whether it would be the fourth round qualifier yeah. or the first round because um, it was conference days mm. um, away in a replay. I think ex- I think uh, John Dempster might have got sent off that day and we finished playing with 10 men. We were True. woeful and, and won on penalties and we've not won a penalty shootout since. Well, so, time can change. Time can change. Time can change. But, you know, we had a great FA Cup run uh, that year, Clive, um, yeah. after that little stumble. Good clash with Lincoln um, on the way to uh, to round three um, as well. And then Liverpool as well. And it bumper crowd. All right, they were a Premier League team. Middlesbrough, a championship team. But again, the excitement was there. We got the fans in and it really helped to, to make a difference. And if Mansfield can perform the way that they've been performing of late against Middlesbrough and make it a really good tasty tie, it could put an extra 500 to 1,000 um, on the uh, bums on seats for the rest of the season. Thanks, Martin, by the way. I couldn't remember whether it was fourth round qualifier or uh, first round. I just remembered it was Workington in the fourth round qualifier. I knew it would come to me eventually. Anyway, uh, fans, bums on seats, Clive. Yeah, but we've been doing that anyway. This, this turnaround in form, we've been gradually increasing the gates. 
And the nice thing about doing it gradually is you tend to sustain it. Um, a, club, a flash win in the, in the cup is great and everybody gets all excited, but then it quickly abates. Um, but yes, I think the Liverpool phenomenon of a few seasons ago was, was fantastic and it was a live TV game as well. And, uh, and we were cheated. But uh, the, the, I, I think you asked Alan earlier about the magic of the FA Cup. I think older people, older fans, attach a great deal more um, romantic attachment to the FA Cup than do younger fans. Because a lot of younger fans have been brought up by this skewed football league pyramid that we've got, which has been demolished by the Premiership, the Premier League rather. You know, they don't have any real affection for the Cup games because the only thing that really matters is winning the Premier League and getting into Europe. And it's everybody else that's scratching around for the FA Cup. And they only really show an interest when it gets to the later stages. And I think the back problem in is the for day, young people's. They only see they only see the, those big teams now these days because they put out the weaker teams. So it has they've devalued it, haven't they? I think yeah. so. I mean, it wasn't their plan, but it was a byproduct of what they were doing, and it's going to be very very difficult to reverse out of that. So you've got you've got a group of elite clubs that are grudgingly involving themselves in these uh, competitions until such a time it's really really important. Whereas it starts off as being really really important for lower league sides. It's our bread and butter, isn't it? That's it. Absolutely. It's like Nigel I mean, we'll, said. We'll have 7,000 on in on Saturday. We wouldn't have got that for many league games this year. No. When uh, Nigel was asked about the <coughs> FA Cup, he said, you know, he used to get really excited watching it on the telly. It was on, you know, there was at the hotel, then they'd be making the journey towards Wembley, wouldn't they? And it was actually on both sides. It was on ITV and BBC. And, you know, you could interchange whichever one you wanted. I just still think the magic's there, personally. I mean, I'd like it to be. Uh, it certainly was recaptured when you know we we got Liverpool all those years ago. But I don't know now. It, it's modern media has definitely killed it. And like Nathan said, um, I think it was Nathan anyway, saying about like you know players not playing their their first team, they'll, they'll put a completely different eleven out and things like that. I think that sort of hinders it a little bit. I think one thing which might help it though, Nathan, this year, um, is a little bit of a positive from COVID. And that is the fact that for round three and like round four, like was alluded to by Clough, there is no replays. It has to be done on mm. Saturday afternoon. And with um, home advantage, that does play a part. It, I mean, I don't, I'm not even in favour of that rule, to be honest. I understand why it's a rule now, and especially when you look at, fixture backlog even even at our level and we all know like the Premier League teams we all know Klopp likes to moan about that a lot um and, and you know and a few of us but um so I understand why it's been put in place but actually um you know from from our point of point of view I mean I was not necessarily Middlesbrough but you know, if you've got a big team and you did get a replay you've then got a second chance to throw a big money spinner and stuff like that aren't you? so I, I I don't think it's such a such a good move but um but like I say the fact that we are now at home and we've got this opportunity to to, you know, to to get it done on our own soil. Then, you know, it's it's not a terrible thing. But yeah, I'm not not massively in favour. I like it's, replays. Yeah, it, it's it's a diff, difficult one. Personally, I think at, at the minute, considering our fixture congestion and the fact we're at home, Clive, I'm I'm for it being done on the day. But if we were away, the and the boot was on the other foot, I'd be completely saying the, the opposite i think it's only by virtue of the fact where it might have worked out in our favor a little bit this time around yeah you can't have it both ways craig you either agree with the replays or you don't <laughs> and i think um I, I understand that i understand the pressures that's brought about the decision to 
to get rid of replays to get decisions on the day. Um, but going back in time, I mean, some some fixtures should have eight or nine matches before they were decided. Yeah, and you have to draw a line somewhere, I guess. You, you do need to try and curtail that. But that doesn't happen in modern football the way it used to do. Um, but, I, I, you know, I've, I still enjoy the FA Cup for all sorts of reasons. And I even enjoyed really rotten FA Cup games. Did we play Team Bath some years ago? Yeah, we Cup? hammered them. Neil, I think we Neil McKenzie might have scored a hat-trick. We went down to watch them. And their, their supporters were all students, middle-class students, singing, Oh, Tarquin! Bath, Team Bath! Well, I don't think for that. I went to try and buy, and buy a pie. They didn't sell them. It was dreadful. So, I mean, I can if I can enjoy that sort of experience, I've got to enjoy as when we play a team from a higher league at a full ground like a little full little ground like ours. Mm. But we've been spoiled this year because we played away at Sunderland. We played away at Doncaster and had a really great game. I hope we have a great game on Saturday. But at this point, I'd be delighted to win, not heartbroken if we don't. There you go. Uh, Nathan, uh, what are you uh, hoping for on Saturday? It's a, it's an interesting one because, like we said at the top of the show, um, which you missed, um, because you were giving uh, your son a team bath. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to do a close, close joke. Um, they're 10 games unbeaten in the championship, going really, really well. A point outside the playoffs. We've got 10 wins out of the last 11 games. Something's got to give. Yeah, um, but like I say, I mean, they're, they're the championship side where we're not, but then you don't know what side they're going to put out at the same time. So that, again, kind of the beauty of the FA Cup to a certain extent. Um, so I, I just want, like, like I say, if we can just put in a good performance, I'm mean, with Clive, you know, obviously it'll be be, ama- be amazing to win and to, to continue our great form. But it's one of them, if we, if we do lose, let's not get too down about it. Let's not get too, like, we won't be heartbroken. But most importantly, don't let it affect our um sort of confidence with a with a league and things so i kind of set it to one side and, and you know when, when we talk about our stats i know we, we count our stats as you know 10 wins at the minute which does count some cup games in there but you know let's not count the defeat defeats in there so we'll say we're unbeaten in the league then um for, for so many and 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 just continue in that frame of mind but um overall if we can put a good performance you know i, I love the fa cup stuff they're always the games that you remember the most aren't you like Harrogate Railway and sort of those sort of games. Let's let's make it another memorable game. You know, even even if we don't come out as as you know with a win, just let's have it a, a, a real good atmosphere and a good game to be at. Here's a and question. Definitely... Here's a question for you all. Um, we're going to lose some games on the run into the season. It's bound to happen. But let's the next two games: FA Cup on Saturday, home from Swindon Town on Tuesday. We're going to win one of those and lose one of those. Which ones do we want to win? Which which one are you bothered about? Are you a clairvoyant? Because that was literally I was literally just going to go and uh, say hypothetical question. Would you rather win? Would you rather win on Saturday and get a, a big money spinner in round four, but you've got to lose the next two league well, games, or would you rather lose Saturday and have the I'm other? I'm a Gemini. So, so there you go. England, so that that means nothing to me, but there you go. Um, so I, what was the question again? Do you want to win against Swindon or win against? Um, Middlesbrough, you can only have one. I'd go for it. Swindon. Swindon all day long. It has it has to be Swindon all day long for me because the ultimate objective is we can have FA Cup journeys 
uh, and, and memories are great, but they're only a handful of games in a season. I want this season to be memorable for a playoff charge or even better, a promotion. Let's have better ex- let's have better adventures in a league above where we've not been for so, so many years, which we deserve to, to be in, given the way we're playing at the minute. So I'd go uh, for Swindon. What about you, Mr Wilson? I'd definitely take Swindon in a heartbeat, but... You, 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 can you remember what happened when we lost to Liverpool? We went on that amazing run and where did we end up? We did. However, the game after was after the Lord's Mayor show because we came crashing back down to earth, didn't we? I think. Yes, but we still, we still went on a really good run, didn't we? So we it, won't be, it won't be the end of the world if we don't beat Borry, but I would like to give him a fighting chance. And so then far, win, win, then win at Swindon as well. So far, Swindon. that wasn't the hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, and, well, I would take Swindon definitely and lose Saturday, but you know, why, why not both? Nathan, go on. I, I imagine that to come from you, so I imagine you're just going to guess, same as Alan. No, I'm disagreeing with all of you. Um, because of that example you just gave there, the fact that we, you know, when we did go win the league, we lost to Kettering after that. After the Liverpool game, and then, or well, possibly Kettering or some whoever, they went on a run. You know, we, 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 I meant Kidderminster, not Kettering. Um, we lost, we lost, you know, we can lose, we're going to lose more league games, but it doesn't mean we're not going to get promoted or get the playoffs. So I'm going to say for the future of the club, let's get some more money in the, in, in the pot, you know, and let's, let's see how far we can get in the, in the cup. So I'm choosing Middlesbrough this time. David in the comments says, give some on the touchline, Alan, as you have done in the past. Get the crowd going. Come on, you stags. Uh, Susan says, would love us to beat Borough, but would sooner beat Swindon and Warsaw. Uh, Roger says, rather win on Tuesday. Uh, Laura says, think we should get our loss out of the way. So 3-1 Middlesbrough, I think. Sorry, I want to win the league games. And Roy says, I want to win. Win is good for the soul. And let's go as far as we can. I remember the Carlisle, Liverpool and Wimbledon games uh, of the past. So, yeah. FA Cup memories are there to be had, but league memories are there to be had too. But there are lots more questions um, in the air before then. No podcast predictions for this one, of course, as it's a cup game. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday uh, with the uh, with the Sunday sermon um, to uh, to go over that Middlesbrough game and look ahead to uh, a busy, busy week uh, indeed, starting with uh, Tuesday night. That, though, is all we've got time for um, for now. I am going to finish on one other uh, question, uh, though, for you. Um, and that is it's another hypothetical one um, for for you all, and it is this: we can sign John Joe O'Toole on an eighteen month contract, but we have to get beat by at least four goals by Middlesbrough on Saturday. On Saturday, or we can't have O'Toole. We let him go elsewhere. We beat Borough, and we take our chances in the transfer market. Which one are you going to go with, Mister Wilson? O'Toole. Oh, there you go. O'Toole to stay. Clive, what are you going to go with? O'Toole to stay. I'm going to contradict my original uh, thought on this. That's not to say (laughs) I was wrong. I I made a decision. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, bugger off, O'Toole. If you can't sign for us, well, sod off. We'll we'll, we'll take the the game. Nathan, why can't we have both? I'm going to contradict myself, which doesn't mean I was wrong. I'm gonna just just because our 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 last windows have, have panned out. I don't fancy us losing O'Toole and replacing him in in January. So I'm gonna say keep him and lose four 0 We can have a cup run next year. 
Who knows what might happen? We will find out on Saturday. Gentlemen, thanks as always for your contributions. We will see you uh, later in the week, of course, Sunday sermon, and we'll have a podcast in the week reflecting on Tuesday's game. That, though, is all we've got time for tonight. Can Mansfield Town do both? Can they sign John Joe Tool before Saturday? And can they beat Championship Middlesbrough? Whatever happens, get yourself to the One Call Stadium. Buy a ticket if you haven't done so already. The club are asking you to do so online because there'll be a staff shortage um, on Saturday. Whatever, however you do it, get your ticket, support the boys and be a part of it. Be a part of what's to come. 2022 could be the year of adventure. It could be the year of the stag, but only if we make it. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. And if you can't get to the game on Saturday, join me on Mansfield 103.2 for extensive coverage. As a side unbeaten in 10 games takes on a side with 10 wins from their last 11 games. As FA Cup ties come, this one's got one thing written all over it. Penalties. See you Saturday. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.